We welcome you to the ADHD Smarter Parenting Podcast. Here to heal and elevate lives is your parenting coach, Siope Kinikini. Hello, everyone. Welcome. My name is Siope. Welcome to the Smarter Parenting Podcast. I am so grateful that you're joining me today, wherever you may be. Thanks for being here. Today, I am going to be talking to you about effective consequences. But this is a discussion that I need to have with you in regards to what a parent does if a child is arguing with a parent, accepts the consequence, and yet there is still something that is unresolved or unfixed in the home. Let me give you an example. If a child comes into the home and say they knock over a cup from a table and the cup is on the floor, you will obviously talk to them and encourage them to fix what happened. And I'll walk through this whole process of how you do that. And if the child doesn't and refuses and you issue a consequence and they say, well, I'll just accept the consequence, a parent often feels stuck. Okay, what do I do now? Because the cup is still on the floor and the child doesn't care. And so we are going to be discussing how we can help parents overcome this difficulty, what they can do specifically. So by the end of this podcast, I would like you to walk away knowing specifically how I'm going to engage with my child through this process and then give you the suggestion that you need to also adjust your consequences because the consequence isn't severe enough to make them make the correction. So you'll need to be doing a little bit of gymnastics in regards to This consequence works sometimes, but it doesn't work all the time. I need to adjust it. I need to maybe increase what the consequence is, but you don't want to increase it too much. So those are the things that we'll be discussing during this podcast. All right. Now, what do you do when your child does something in the home and you engage with them. First thing is that when your child does something that needs to be corrected, you often describe the behavior that you've observed or describe what you see that needs to be corrected. And then you give your child the option to fix it. Now remember, you're describing these things because we do not want to engage our children in discussion about these things. You don't want to ask questions like, why did you do that? How come you did that? We don't want to do that because your child has options to deny what happened. They have the options to argue. Now, when you're describing what you observe, what you're doing is you're narrowing the focus specifically on what is visibly seen. And that is a very different approach than trying to get information about why they do certain things. In this case, you're being very specific. So you're describing the behavior or you're describing what you see and then giving them the option to fix it. Now, if your child continues to argue, just repeat describing the behavior and then giving the option. Now, this may become tiring because you'll do this maybe three times, four times. You're going to have to gauge yourself in how many times am I willing to do this with my child? And you want to give them multiple opportunities to fix it or to change it. Now, for some parents, I often suggest that they repeat this process only three times and then after the third time to issue a consequence and 
offer the child the, the option of correcting the behavior by reducing the consequence if they do that. We want to continue to avoid adding more consequences if the child is reluctant, and we don't want to create an environment where the consequences get piled on top of each other. So just issue a consequence that you feel will motivate the child to fix the behavior that has occurred or fix what the damage is or the problem in the home. Let me give you an example of what this may sound like, okay? Right now, you walked by and knocked over that cup and it's on the floor. What are you going to do to fix it? Now, as you repeat this multiple times, if your child is hesitant or is fighting back, you're just going to repeat it in that calm tone again. Right now, you walked by that cup and you knocked it over on the floor. What are you going to do to fix it? Now, repeat this three times. And if your child persists, then you, you are going to issue a consequence. After the third time, say, because you are not listening and fixing it, you have earned a consequence and you will lose an hour on the iPad. Now, you can earn 30 minutes back if you fix it, but it, that's up to you. And then you allow your child to make a choice. And the reason that we do this is because we are focused in on teaching the child and allowing them opportunities to change. That is our whole goal in this approach. Now, if he chooses to take the hour off, that's fine. You want to allow that. But that still doesn't resolve the issue of the cup on the floor. Now, at this point, point out that the cup remains on the floor and needs to be picked up. And because that happens in the real world, someone still has to pay something to get things fixed. So you can say something like this. The cup is still on the floor. In the real world, sometimes someone does something where someone else has to fix it. When this happens, someone still has to pay for it. For example, if your friend threw a ball through our window and we asked your friend to fix it and he didn't, his parents would have to do whatever is needed to fix it. So his parents didn't break the window, but it still needs to be fixed. So in your case, because I have to pick up after you, you will need to pay something for that. Now, the consequence is because you didn't fix it and you didn't follow my instructions when I gave you options to do it. But, you know... I didn't drop the cup, I didn't push it and have it fall on the floor, but I'm needing to fix it. So in your case, because I need to pick up after you, you will need to pay for the work I'm going to do for you that you could have done yourself. So for me to pick it up, it will cost you. Now, you will need to wash all the cups before putting them in the dishwasher tonight. In this more nuanced approach, what you are doing is connecting the payment with the actual item or action that is related to the behavior. Because it's a cup that fell on the floor, the payment for that would be something related to the cup. Now, that is a really interesting approach to consequences that a lot of parents miss. And sometimes we just focus on let's remove an hour from the iPad, let's remove, you know, TV time or friend time, and that's that's wonderful. But this nuanced approach helps us connect what needs to be fixed with the behavior and with the outcome. And this helps a child better understand how things are connected together. 
That's why it's essential for parents to look at consequences and whenever possible, connect the consequences with the behaviors that are occurring. And this is essential. Now, I understand using the iPad, taking time off of that or friend time is effective. And this is what we want to do is use something that's effective. However, if there is a way to connect that with whatever behavior is happening at the time, it is better for the child to make connections that they need to to make. Now, this also brings me to the second point, which is the last point in this podcast. If your child is not responding to the consequences that you originally gave them, you have to reevaluate the consequence and decide, how do I change this consequence to be more effective? What can I do to make it more powerful so we don't have to go down this other road. Because what you want to do is if a child receives a consequence, they're willing to make the change at that point. That's essential. So if you can avoid going into further you know, work into changing the behavior or fixing something, it's better to do it when you originally give a consequence the first time. They realize, okay, that's a consequence I don't like. Now, in this example, the taking away of the iPad for an hour, we realize, okay, that's not going to work. So next time something happens, let's change it. Okay, you're going to lose an hour on the iPad, but in addition to that, you are also not going to be able to play the game that you enjoy on the iPad. You'll have to find a different game to play. And that may mean that a parent can restrict that item if they have that option on their phone as parents can monitor children's devices. Or it may mean that the parent is watching the child on the iPad and they can still have the iPad, but they don't have access to what it is that they enjoy the most on the iPad. Now, by making these alterations, what we are doing is we are increasing the power of the consequence. So the next time it happens, the child will know, oh, yeah, I don't know if I want that to happen, so I will just go ahead and pick up the cup. That's the purpose of a consequence. We want consequences to be effective when we give them. And as I have always said, as children grow, consequences will change. Consequences will be altered. So it's important for people and parents to adjust the consequences depending on what their child needs. Now, the example that I shared with you with the cup is for a smaller child. What do you do if a child is older and perhaps more aggressive, and let's say they punch a hole in the wall and they accept the consequence, so you're like, okay, now I guess I have to fix the wall. This is where you're going to adjust your interaction with your child and the way the child actually has to pay back what happens. So instead of saying, well, I'm just going to fix the wall because you accepted the consequence, you're going to adjust this by saying, well... Part of the consequence is because you're older, you need to be able to start paying some of this back and I will help you so I will teach you how to patch the hole in the wall. However, the next time that you do this, you'll have to patch the wall yourself because you'll know exactly how to do it. And I cannot tell you how many times I have worked with children teaching them how to patch up walls and they learn not to do that again. So again, this is an alteration if you're working with an older child who may be uh, more aggressive and more difficult. 
So when I say that this is a nuanced approach, it really is nuanced based on the age of your child, what is happening in the home, and then your adjustments around those. So you know your child better than I do. I'm just giving you suggestions on how to engage and interact when your child accepts a consequence and yet there's still something that needs to be addressed or fixed in the home, how you can go about making that happen and what you can do as a parent. So this is the whole purpose of helping you make those nuanced decisions as a parent on how to engage when your child just says, I'll accept the consequence, and yet there's still something broken. Now, these are things that I want you to practice. It's a lot of information in a short amount of time. But for this week, as you are making corrections with your children, focus in on how you can do so using these if the consequence is not strong enough the first time in order for your child to make a change. All right. Now that's it for me for this week. I will see you again next week. I hope you have a good one. All right. Bye-bye.